What is up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 295 of the Not Born This Way podcast, official podcast of the Iron Legion strength company and Not Born This Way brand apparel. So continuing on with <clears throat> some 75 hard stuff, and I promise 75 hard won't be the theme for ever, but uh, because it it's, it's a well-known thing, um, and a lot of people have questions, and honestly, I haven't personally gone through something like this in a long time, um, so a lot of the things, pretty much everything that I try to speak to is from personal experience, so when people have asked me questions about this program or things like it in the past, I haven't had a whole lot to say because I don't like to speak to things that I haven't done or experienced. So now having uh, finished, I don't know, five or six days ago now, um, I want to just keep, keep talking about some of the things that people ask me. So some of the things that people have asked me are, uh, can I do like a shortened version of it, right? Can I do like a 30-day version to, uh, you know, kind of test the waters or, you know, they're kind of hesitant to commit to the full 75 and in the past, I probably would have said yes, right? Because thinking, hey, it's better than nothing. But actually, now that I've experienced it, I'm going to say no. And I'm going to explain why. So I think the reason I would say no is because Andy obviously chose 75 days for a reason. And a reminder that the idea of this is to change habits and to build mental toughness and discipline and strength and the physical side is a is a you know a nice extra side effect but that's not the goal right the goal is not weight loss or physical transformation it's a mental toughness challenge and a mental emotional transformation to prove to yourself that you can do it to build discipline and so forth build habits so at the 30-day mark those things have not been established yet you haven't built those things as habits you might be able to complete the challenge in 30 days but the challenge is fairly meaningless unless you have the takeaways afterwards to have the tools to improve your life so if you've been listening to me or following me for a while um you'll under you'll you'll recall maybe that uh for probably uh, let's see. So when well, my daughter was 14, when she was born, around the time she was born, I had my first uh, episode of vertigo, which is uh, kind of an unexplained dizziness that can last for 30 seconds or three hours. Uh, my first episode was absolutely horrific. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. I woke up in the middle of the night. Uh, so dizzy that I, I, I literally couldn't walk. You know, I remember stumbling to the bathroom, um, getting sick. It, it The closest thing I could uh, equate it to would be having, I don't know, you know, a, a person that doesn't drink alcohol having a dozen shots and then just spinning and just, I mean, you can't control your, if you're standing still, the whole room is turning sideways. It's very bizarre. Um, I went to the emergency room. By the time I actually got to see somebody, it had somewhat subsided. But uh, to this day, no one's been able to determine what it's from. Nobody can uh, really help you with it. It's kind of like just, uh, hey, you have vertigo, and, uh, you know, good luck. Um, 
So sporadically throughout the past 14 years, I've had periods of time where I have it uh, every couple days or I don't have it for a year. Um, Associated with that, I've had some tinnitus, which is like a ringing in your ear and hearing loss in uh, one ear, right? And that also kind of varies. So there's days where I literally can't hear anything out of it. There's days where it's, you know, 50% normal. Uh, also unexplained. So I've been to uh, ear, nose, throat people, um, ear doctors, and the only real uh, conclusion was that perhaps I have Meniere's disease, which is something that goes with vertigo. That's basically a combination of those two symptoms, dizziness and loss of hearing in one ear. Um, but it's not a disease like you catch. It's just uh, a classification of symptoms. So if you have these couple things, they call it Meniere's disease. Um, so perhaps I have that. But my point is, because my hearing especially, and also the, the vertigo, because it's variable. And what I mean by that is, you know, again, I go through periods of time where I have it every couple weeks or I don't get it at all. Um, my hearing is even more of a daily thing. So, uh, like I said, there's days that I can't hear at all. There's days that I can hear p- pretty okay. There's days, there's, mo- there's hours sometimes that I hear really well. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So, to me... B- because of the fact that it changes daily, weekly, monthly, periodically, I don't accept the fact that it's just simple like age-related hearing loss or even that that it would be like uh, headphones too loud, concert hearing loss. Like to me, that wouldn't change. I'm clearly not a specialist in any of this shit, but I'm also not an idiot. So I think if it changes... Uh, it's not normal hear lo- hearing loss. If it was normal hearing loss, it would continue to be progressively worse and not all of a sudden be better one day, right? Uh, it's also associated with a feeling of like kind of a clogged ear, almost like an airplane or water in your ear situation, which also varies. So to me, that's always said that there might be some kind of inflammation or uh, response to food or something that's causing it now to be honest with you i have never done like a food allergy test which i have made a note in my notes this week to do um or like an elimination test because i think that i've always thought that could be have something to it so when i look through my life my habits my things that could be causing this um my wife had always suggested maybe it's just because um I mean, I've always snored. So even when I was smaller, uh, I snored a lot. But she said, oh, maybe it's because you're bigger now and everything's clogged up and, you know, your neck's bigger and, like, you, you that's part of your snoring and that's part of your, uh, you know, ear thing maybe. Like, just kind of looking at what's changed over the last 14 years. Um, I didn't always think that was the case, but I thought it might be more food-related or um, alcohol-related because um, if I'm trying to look at kind of vices – that's one thing that I know is not good for you that I uh, was partaking in. And we know that that can be inflammatory and so forth. So <clears throat> throughout the 75 hard process, and now in the past I've, I've cut out alcohol for like 30 days-ish, so forth, and really never noticed much of a difference in my hearing or any of my inflammatory stuff. So I kind of figured, well, that's probably not a factor. Um, so why eliminate something that's enjoyable to me if it's not helpful to eliminate it, right? So if the alcohol consumption is not having a negative impact on me and it's something I enjoy, 
why why cut it out? Now, I know that there's a negative impact happening at some level, no matter what. Um, but if it's not major and it's not affecting my hearing and it's something I like, then fuck it, I'm going to keep doing it. So this is the first time that I can recall in a long time that I've eliminated alcohol for 75 days or two and a half months or even longer now. Um, and it wasn't until probably, I don't know, day 55, 60, 65, 70, that I realized, hey, I'm a lot less clogged. My hearing's actually much better. And I have all these little things that I do to test it, right? Where I'll cover my other ear, I'll listen to music, I'll listen to my kids talking, I'll watch TV and have it on one side of me. I Typically, if I'm using speakerphone, I can't have it on my right side because I can't really hear it. Uh, I had a conversation with my mom the other day, and my phone was on my right side, on speaker, and I could hear her. So things like that. So what occurred to me is I still don't quite know the mechanism, right? Whether it's the alcohol, whether it's the uh, weight loss, whether it's cleaner food, um, probably a little bit of all of the above. But either way... Uh, I'm excited, and I'm more excited than I sound. I'm talking a little quiet because my kids are sleeping. But um, this is a fucking huge deal for me, right? Like I've been literally stressed about this for years about am I losing my hearing? Is it going to happen in both ears? You know, what's what's happening? And now I'm pretty convinced that uh, I'm not losing my hearing, that it's something to do with an inflammatory response and, and a clogged um you know, sinus system and so forth, and that I can figure it out through food testing, uh, continuing to avoid alcohol, continuing to eat clean, um, you know, something. But I, I know I can figure it out. But, like, I would not have figured it out if I had done a 30-day trial period, right? I wouldn't have seen the physical changes um, that encouraged me now to stick to my new... Uh, eating plan um, if I had only done it for 30 days, right? Because I had done it for so long, I saw dramatic results physically and I'm motivated to continue. Um, without having done that, I would have just been like, oh, okay, that was cool, you know, checked off the boxes and gone back to my normal life. So I would still be eating, you know, somewhat poorly and uh, not drinking my water and not doing all the things. So, my point being, you, you, you can't take this challenge or, or something else like it and do like a small version and then, and then use that as a gauge for if the long version would have worked. And this is the point I wanted to hit home. So what I mean by that is like, so if in three months, if a month in, I'm like, oh, I didn't really see that much. And then I make the conclusion that, if I didn't see much in a month, I probably wouldn't see much in three months. So what's the point? Um, that would be very, very inaccurate and very limiting. And I see this in so many things. Um, talk to anybody that's you know built a business or developed something along those lines. Uh, I think they would tell you the same thing. It's it's quite frustrating sometimes um, how little you see change. Um, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, but then how dramatic the change can be over five or six years, right? So I just kind of like took inventory recently of, 
you know, the gym business and I was cleaning out some stuff downstairs and found some old journals and notes where I first started keeping track of my coach's payroll, my goals for the gym, my personal goals. And I almost fell down because I can't even believe how far we've come from then, right? And the goals I was setting um, at the time were stretch, right? They were, they were like, oh man, I hope I can get to the point where, you know, we're doing this month per month. We got the, we're making this month, we're doing this many sessions per month. Um, I'd make notes of how many sessions my trainers did, how many, how many group classes we taught and so forth. And then I look at those numbers now and I, I can't even believe it that we were ever at that point. Um, where that seemed like that's, I mean, literally what we're doing, my goals for a month back then, uh, when we first started are probably what we're doing in a week now, something like that. Um, so it's just remarkable what, um, sticking with it for five, six years can do. Um, there was nothing, massively dramatic that happened in the past five years to, to achieve that six years, except for steady, small growth, right? Hiring a couple more coaches, expanding a little bit more space, you know, 900 square feet at a time, two more coaches at a time, going from me and two coaches to 12 coaches, right? Um, going, you know, building the apparel brand from, you know, buying 20 shirts at a time to doing you know, a couple hundred in a week. So uh, I just wanted to reiterate for you guys that like you, you, you have to look at the long game here, but the long game doesn't have to be that long, right? Like the 75 day challenge compared to the 35, 30 day challenge, still only 75 days. That's still only like three months in the, in the big picture of body transformation, health transformation, mental everything. Three months is this is such a short period of time to sacrifice for all those changes that uh, it's ridiculous um, to have a completely different life, both day to day experience, quality of life, and financially in six years. Uh, I can't even explain to you what that's like. Um, 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 I think about, again, if I look through my journal entries from my like personal happiness scale from when I had a, a job seven years ago and didn't know uh, what I wanted to do with my life and felt quite honestly pretty lost in terms of why am I here and what am I doing and what kind of an impact am I going to leave to now. Um, I look at my home and my financial situation. I think about where we were then and where we are now. And I think about where we want to go with the various things that we're doing from a business standpoint and just from a life standpoint. Uh, it's remarkable. So, so guys, if you're thinking about doing something, whether it's 75 hard, starting a business, pursuing a lifelong goal, dream, whatever that might be, that might be to, uh, you know, hike a mountain or write a book or grow a business or travel or have a family. I don't, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. Just start, like literally start and give yourself the, you know, Andy Frisella calls it aggressive patience, right? Like you have to, patience doesn't mean sitting around waiting for it to happen. It means 
get the ball rolling and be patient in waiting for, in, in, in understanding, I think the word here is, the understanding that the results will take time and, and continue to do the daily things that work towards it. So someone asked me yesterday, my friend Mike asked me, what was my biggest takeaway from 75 hard? And I said, I think it was that none of the tasks were hard. Like nothing that we had to do was hard. None of my workouts were super hard. None of my drinking water is not that hard. Eating clean is not that hard. Cutting alcohol is not that hard. It's, it's the consistency that's hard. It's day in and day out for 75 days. It's the monotony. It's the times you don't feel like doing it. It's, it's three weeks in when the novelty's worn off, right? And I find this for everything. You know, if I start some new habit for work that I know is successful for the gym or for the apparel company or for the mentorship group, and I'm like, all right, just do this every day and we'll succeed. And then after a couple of weeks, I realize I stopped doing it because it got boring and it got lazy and the novelty of it wore off and I just got distracted. Um, and that's kind of, that kind of sums up everything. So make a plan, figure out the daily activities and uh, things you have to do to achieve that goal. And like, don't fucking stop doing them. And don't stop doing them after a week or two weeks or two months or three. I mean, you just have to keep doing them. And the results will come. Uh, it's, it's inevitable that they come. That's how the, the world works. You don't, you don't do this stuff without benefit. But it typically takes longer than we anticipate. Uh, getting in shape all the time, right? People quit after a month, two months, three months because they're not seeing it. It's not that what they're doing isn't working. They're just not, they have a faulty understanding of how long this shit takes. Um, so that would be my takeaway for today, guys. Just stick with it. Be aware of aggressive patience in acknowledging how long true change makes. Do the daily habits that you need to do and don't stop doing them. I'll talk to you soon.